0: Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on, and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKing DFS picks of the week. So grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Nihop, your host tonight. To kick off the NFL season, in drinking a scotch called the Frog. I think I pronounced that properly. Introduced to me by. From my old neighborhood. Shout out to you, my brother. Uh, very good, easy, easy drink, not too expensive. Looking for something, uh, and you want to get yourself into some scotch. It's a pretty good. John, John what do you got tonight?
1: Uh, I'm kicking it off with the with my classic old fashioned with bullet bourbon. Just keeping it keeping it easy and classic for the first game.
0: Nothing wrong
2: with that, Bobby. Um, I'm drinking some Deschutes. Uh, it's a a brewery out of Bend, Oregon. Um, I grabbed their fresh haze IPA out of a little IPA three or like three different types of IPAs that they made. Grabbed this one out of that three pack. There, nice juicy hazy IPA, easy drinker for uh for a nice easy night watching. Football and finally relaxing again and by i don't think anybody's surprised
0: by bobby's choice of drink um all right well we're gonna kick it off here you guys this is gonna be the start of our weekly uh podcasts and uh, you'll hear a number of things from us uh throughout the week but specifically tonight uh this first podcast we're talking about is our weekly ranking so obviously Our yearly rankings and our drafts and everything else that you've done you've seen so far. Every week, we're going to kind of adjust based off matchups and uh, who we feel like might have a better week than another, so on and so forth. And there'll be plenty to argue about and plenty to complain about and all that fun stuff that comes with it. So first off for rankings, um, we're going to go ahead and start at quarterback because I already know before we even get started – that this is going to be the first place we're going to have a a, not an argument per se but I think I'm about to be attacked so I'm gonna let John or Bobby here take over and talk about how we're doing our rankings and we're really not talking about you know every single position and every player at those positions but John Bob why don't you kind of explain a little bit what we got going on here before we dive into why I have certain quarterbacks where I have them
2: um, so the way that we're doing our rankings is essentially in a tiered system. Um, not too much unlike our positional rankings during the offseason, there as well. When we were talking about who we like and don't like and everything, so we got a top shelf guys that's gonna be your top, uh, with quarterbacks, tight ends, this can be your top six guys that we think are no brainer starters. Um, then we have our premium. Uh, tier of players that's going to be the next six guys at that quarterback and tight end position. Uh, those are going to be your, you're probably going to start them. They're not going to perform, at, at least to what we're thinking, perform as well as that top tier, but they're still going to be in a standard 12 team league, a starting guy. Then we got our call brand guys. Um, we'll have about eight of those, and those are going to be guys that are streamable. Uh, if they're out there, go grab them. You can start them if you need to, uh, and that maybe could have that potential to kind of have that bigger game for that week. Um, and so that, that's kind of how we have those set up. Then with running backs and wide receivers, those uh, those tiers just get a little bit bigger, 12 and 12 uh, for the top shelf and premium. Then we got a, a small section of our, our six call brand guys. And those are guys are, are ones that we can see as like flex worthy. We'll talk about six of those at each position, and then another uh, ten in the well. Um, that last tier of that ten well guys. So uh, um, that's going to be again those guys. Hey, I can see them having big game. They can pop off, but maybe I'm not advocating for them to be a starter. But hey, go ahead and grab them if you feel a little squirrely and, and or are needing something. So. We're, we're essentially ranking 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 20 quarterbacks, and 20 tight ends. Very good.
0: All right, well, let's start You know, right out the gates here. Uh, we'll go with quarterbacks first. So who wants to make the first comment? Because I feel like I need to keep my mouth shut until it's my turn to talk.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all have essentially the same six, seven people in our top shelf. I think the only, the only place we differ is some of us have Dak in the top shelf. Some of us have Tom Brady and they switch out kind of six, seven, but Joe, you, me and Bobby both have Mahomes either one or two. You have Mahomes down as your sixth, your last quarterback in the top shelf behind Jalen hurts. Uh, So in, I mean, this is a scenario that someone could have. So you take Mahomes and, second, third, fourth round, and then maybe you get Hurts in the ninth, 10th round. Are you actually telling people that you would start Hurts over Mahomes this week?
0: All right. So I think there's some factors that need to be discussed uh, before I my answer to your question. Uh, the first thing is, it, this is about fantasy points, okay? This is not about who the better player is. It's about who's going to score more fantasy points in the week, Okay. And in fantasy points, you have to look at a couple of things. The first thing you have to look at is matchups. I mean, everybody looks at matchups. The second thing you have to look at is, like, how involved is that player in the offense, right? Is it, you know, obviously everything runs through Mahomes. So there's a clear, obvious statement on that. Jalen Hurts is still pretty new. Does everything run through him? No. Does he make every decision on the offense? No. But he is still holding the ball when they say, okay?
2: That's the most so, preposterous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. No, that the well, quarterback they, on the team is not making the decisions on the field. That's absolutely preposterous, Joe. I didn't say <laughs> on the field. I said, yeah, you, you just said okay. he's not the one that the whole offense runs through. He's the, he's the quarterback. Well, it,
0: okay, so in his particular situation, let's talk about it, right? So in his particular situation, who calls the plays?
2: Oh, you don't think Andy Reid is has a say in the plays that are being called for the Chiefs? No,
0: th- I didn't say that either. I'm saying Jalen Hurts doesn't have oh. doesn't have near the influence on the offense and what plays are being ran than Patrick Mahomes does. Patrick Mahomes, did, okay. Andy Reid is absolutely calling the plays, but I I can almost guarantee you that he says to Pat Mahomes like, "Hey, if you don't like it, change it." Jalen Hurts are like, "Hey, if you don't like it, like maybe think about changing it." But I'd rather have you run the play because I don't want you to fuck it up.
1: You swear a lot. And how, oh, okay. how 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 is that result? You man? sound like my wife now.
0: Anyway, let me get back into what I'm trying to get to, guys. I'm not saying in me having him ahead in this week in particular you're, that you're trying to I make... am so convinced that this is an absolute one hundred percent he's gonna score more points, he's a better pick this week. If you're if you're pulling my arm and saying and saying, Joe, you have to make this bet who's gonna score more points because of matchup. I'm going to take hurts. And the biggest reason why I put him ahead of him this week is because something John said on our last last podcast. And what John said, on our last podcast is there's only a few quarterbacks in history to ever throw for 300 yards in a game and run for 60 in that same game. And Jalen hurts has done it twice out of his four games that he's played. I think it's going to be three out of his five after this week in Atlanta or against Atlanta. So, I think he will score more points than Patrick Mahomes this week. I think okay, Mahomes is bet. a better quarterback.
2: I will take that. Long
0: term, Mahomes is the better pick. I will this take week take that. In particular.
2: Yeah, week one, Mahomes versus Hurts. I get Mahomes. You get Hurts. Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll take, that I'll take bet. the bet. I'll take the bet because I, I want to stick to my rankings, and this is what I have picked. And there's again. You you talked yourself into that. You talked yourself into that. sure
0: I may have, but matchup alone is the reason why. I think, first of all, and let me explain to the people that are listening that are thinking about maybe potentially making this type of a pick and making this decision, okay? The reason why I'm looking at it right now is this. I think Kansas City wins that football game. Playing against Cleveland is going to be typically a lower-scoring football game. They're not going to throw the ball that often, and if they do score on throws, it's going to be a longer play. Maybe a short dump to Tyreek, and he runs. All that fun stuff, but I think there's going to be more short passes, more of that type of game because those defense, uh, Cleveland's defense is actually pretty good. I think they're going to run the ball more because they're going to have the lead. They're playing at home, et cetera, et cetera. So those reasons are why I think he'll – that doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes won't score 25 points or 27 points this week. What it means to me is that I think Jalen Hurts has the more potential to score more. I think Jalen Hurts could get up to 28, 29, maybe 30 points. That's why I put him ahead of Patrick Mahomes for this week. I'm not happy about it. I'm not excited about it. It's just a bold prediction that I have for this week.
1: Yeah, and I think if you're looking at tiers of who could who could possibly score, yeah, Hertz might have the higher ceiling, but if you drafted Patrick Mahomes, you're starting Patrick Mahomes.
2: Right. Don't get cute.
1: Well, I don't
0: disagree with that, but your argument or your question, I, I should say not argument, is if you drafted Patrick Mahomes and then took Jalen Hurts in like the 12th round, what's your decision? And I think it doesn't matter where I got my quarterback. I'm making a decision based off of my lineup and what I think every single week. I'm using everybody in my lineup. So no. I truly believe, which this week I do, if I truly believe that Jalen Hurts has the potential to score more points than Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to make that move. I could be an absolute fool and lose my week drastically because of it, which is where I agree with your argument to say, you know, who's better, whatever. You know, I agree with the argument to say, like, if I have to choose between the two, maybe I start Mahomes just for consistency alone. But if you're twisting my arms saying, who's going to score more points, I'm telling you right now, I have hurts. And we have a bet by.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, looking looking at what we do have for really our top uh, 11 guys, we all have some combination of in the first six, that top shelf tier, it's um, Mahomes, Murray, Jackson, Allen, Hurts, Prescott. There's a slight d- different variation with Brady in there instead of Prescott, but again, those are all the same. And then the next five are basically all the same in a pretty much the same order with um, Brady, Rogers, Wilson, Tannehill and Herbert where we all kind of differ then is with that 12th guy Joe, someone who you've been down on all season long um, all offseason I should say you put Kirk Cousins in at 12 uh, John you threw in Trevor Lawrence and I have Matthew Stafford as my last uh, let's have him be that starting quarterback kind of a, a deal now, I think we all need to make a case as to why we think that guy is worthy of that 12th spot, essentially, and that that last kind of coveted spot in a, what we all are saying is a starting position
1: role. Uh,
2: John, do you want to uh, give us why, why is Trevor Lawrence for you that guy?
1: Houston is actively trying to tank the season. They just trade away another <laughs> one of their starters to New Orleans. And I – if I'm borderline on anyone, I'm going to pick whoever is going against Houston all year. Okay. It's it's as simple as that. Short,
2: short, sweet to the point and very accurate. Bobby. (laughs) Um, I I think they're going to showcase their new quarterback and show like, Hey, Detroit, uh, you don't know what you really had in this guy. Um, and he, he knows Chicago. Um, Stafford knows Chicago. He's got great wide receivers. Their running backs have been kind of, you know, not to the point of Baltimore, but um, their running backs have been somewhat decimated to a degree. And, and so I think that they're going to be throwing a lot more. Uh, their secondary that he's going up against isn't the greatest team. And uh, they're going to try and show out on a primetime game on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, and I think the Bears defense of today is not the Bears defense of, you know, the right. last five years.
2: Exactly.
0: I agree with that statement, John, but I also still want to say it's the Bears defense. Um,
2: it is the Bears defense.
0: And and I have I have Stafford over Lawrence, so I disagree with, with John's also. I the only thing on Lawrence, I, I agree with you, yeah, he's not, there's no debate on that. I think he'll have a fine week this week. Um, but he's still a rookie and this is his first ever football game. So I don't know that, or I shouldn't say first ever football game, first ever, you know, NFL start for regular season. I think Jacksonville wins. I think he plays fine, but there's some, there's always going to be some little hiccups here and there and we'll see how he does. Uh, I have Kirk and the reason I have Kirk, uh, it's not just a Homer pick because I do love the Vikings, um, but I do think he's gonna have a good week. I mean, he's playing uh, again, kind of matchup wise. I think if you're debating between Stafford and, and Kirk, I think the matchup is better with Kirk than it is with Chicago and Stafford, you know Cincinnati's also has some injuries this week Uh, Trey Waynes it doesn't sound like he's going to play so that opens up one of the wide receivers for the Vikings if not even more Uh, I think they're just offensively fit in a pretty good spot to play well in Cincinnati you know Delvin's going to get some touchdowns there don't get me wrong Um, you know but I you know say the Vikings score 30 points I think at least two of those TDs go to Kirk and they have to pass the ball to level it all out. So that's where I have Kirk. I don't think it's a big yeah. difference between any of those guys. But if I'm right. you know, again, if I'm looking at those that last guy to put in there, I think just matchup reasons is why I put Kirk at, at number twelve.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't hate it. I I was an uh, advocate for Kirk Cousins as a tw- top twelve quarterback all offseason. Um, he's got a, an amazing matchup coming up here with basically nobody at cornerback. Um, I see two, maybe three touchdowns, like you said. But my only only fear is that he wouldn't pass as much as he would in some other games just because I I don't know that Cincinnati is going to be able to keep pace with the Vikings. Uh, The Vikings defense is is a lot more robust, uh, coming in at least as healthy as they are right now. Um, and so I can see them getting out to a big lead and then not having to have to throw. That's why he shifted over into the call side for me, but he's still at the top of that call brand. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, kind of take it or leave it sort of a deal. And, and I, I made that call there. So good. Um, anybody in that call brand, otherwise that you guys want to highlight in any fashion,
1: the only person I'll say something quick on is Darnold. I think he's going against the Jets. We all know how bad the Jets are. I don't some think might even sorry classify. Jets,
2: some might even classify them as sorry Jets. Yeah.
1: We don't need to dig in that too much, but it's Darnold going against his old team. He has a lot of he has a lot of weapons on offense. I think this could be a big, you know, middle finger game for Darnold. Yeah,
0: and we'll get into that. Actually, I think John and I have been looking at some uh, DraftKings teams for the daily fantasy sites. So we've been looking at that. And I think both of us actually had him on a team at one point. So we'll
2: talk about that later on, but yeah. yeah. Uh, one guy that I, I do want to kind of touch on very quickly. And I was talking about him um, in our last podcast, but Tua, uh for Miami going up against the new England Patriots. Last time that he played uh, against New England, he had not one, but two rushing touchdowns in five games. He does have three rushing touchdowns. Um, so he does have some rushing upside as much as a pocket quarterback as you guys say he is. Uh, but I can see him just kind of going out there and, um, trying to do something big. I I mean, it's not going to be crazy. I'm not, like I said, he's in my call brand, so I'm not saying you should start him, but if for whatever reason, you don't like the matchup of the guy that you got, maybe you have um i don't justin herbert and for whatever reason you don't want to start him. um and Tua's out there to grab but there's some other guys that i like more but i can see tua having a pretty good day um and and someone that i just want to highlight going into this next week here
0: yeah i don't have anybody in that in that call brand i want to really highlight um, i think we've talked about everybody the one guy i was going to is trevor lawrence just because of matchups um, but also, I just mentioned on Trevor, I'm, I think he's not going to have his best weeks. Uh, I think the second time they play Houston, Trevor Lawrence could be a great pick. This week, he'll have average week, but I'm not really big on anybody in that call bracket right now.
2: All okay. um, should right. We, should we jump over to tight ends quick? All right, let's go into it. to kick us off here Joe what, what what's our tight ends uh, well I'll
0: tell like? you one that I know you guys are gonna again I, I don't know what it is about me this week but in particular there's there's one guy I've moved into the premium bracket. I think you guys have them both well if not I have them at the bottom half of the premium bracket. Um you guys have them either at the top of the premium or in the top shelf. Um that's TJ Hawkinson. I moved him out of that 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 top shelf bracket put him in the bottom of the premium bracket. And I moved in Jonu Smith. Um, so my top shelf is the typicals, you know, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Andrews, Pitts. I, I guess some people may not put Pitts as a typical, but I have them there this mm-hmm. week. Yeah, we all do. We all uh, do. And then Jonu Smith. Am I the only Jonu Smith?
2: Yeah, yep. We We all have all those guys. You have Smith up there. We, um, have, we have Hawk. And we have Hawkinson up there. Yeah, and I have Hawkinson on the other side. So I'm going to talk real quick about Janu. I'm going to let
0: you guys talk about Hawkinson, why you think he's up there, and then I'll come back on the back end telling you why I don't. Um, so Janu, for me, I think the announcement of the it's simple. I, again, I don't think there's a lot of things to debate here. I think the announcement of the quarterback uh, move and going to Mac, that's the number one reason why. Now, the other reason why I actually – I like New England. I think they have a chance to have a decent season. I think they lose this first game. They are behind. They're gonna found watching Mac in the season. He's a very good throw over the football. I'm gonna make a statement here. He reminds me a lot of like Kirk Cousins. And I say that and what I mean by that is he's not gonna run, obviously. He's a pocket passer, peep pocket passer. Um, but he's like, like he, he can throw, throw it deep he, if you give him time. time, new quarterback, new, you know, everything else. He's going to do a, a little, little, little bit more of a dump down tap passing. In my opinion, they love to run the ball. ball They're going to have two tight sets. ends. Sets. I see, this is what I'm visioning right now. I see them getting the ball towards the goal line, getting into a two tight end set and just John- or two touchdowns. Um, and TJ Hawkinson, I just can't say that for, so. That's one guy, but so my bold prediction on the tight ends spot this week and why I have Johnu at number six is simply this. I think he scores two touchdowns, probably has six or seven catches, and does a very, very good job. Maybe even beats out some of these other guys we already have in the top shelf, but that's my bold prediction there.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, John, do you want to say it about Hawkinson, or do you want me to say it about Hawkinson?
1: I mean, I think for Hawkinson, I, I see the lines being down and throwing the ball a lot. And I think Goff is going to be targeting his tight end and targeting his running back in the game. So I think right. they're just going to have a lot of high volume. Yeah. For the Patriots, it's a completely new – I mean, you basically have a completely new offense. You have a new quarterback. You have two new tight ends. Um, you have Aguilar coming in. You have Myers, who's really the number one guy now. You just We have no idea how that offense is going to play out. So you're just kind of throwing a dart saying, John, who's going to get those targets? Where, I mean, Henry could also get those goal line targets too. We he could. Don't know, we don't know and that's how that's the going only, to play that's, out. That's so the one
0: thing that is, is concerning, and it's the risk I'm taking is is Henry. But Henry's been hurt. Who knows? We'll see.
1: But Hawkinson's the best pass catcher on the yeah, team. That's, yeah, that's
2: that's my whole thing is who else are they going to throw the ball to? Really, there's potential with some other players, but it it's mainly one guy. So you guys keep saying that, and you said it about him all
0: year, and I haven't. I've disagreed with it. I think there are still wide receivers there. They're going to be the the primary targets. It, okay, let me let me give you an example. So a quarterback's reads. Right. The first read he makes, literally offensive coordinators make a play and have a primary read, secondary read, third read, fourth read, et cetera. Okay. So the first read for a quarterback is typically a wide receiver on a passing play. I say typically, I'm not saying every time. Depends on scenarios, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But if I'm passing the ball 30 times, my guess is the first read for a quarterback is typically a wide receiver. And when I say typically, probably 70 to 75% of the time. Okay. So if 70 to 75% of the time I throw the football, my first read is to the quarterback or, or is to a wide receiver, then I just don't see Hawkinson getting as many. And the reason why is because if you pay attention to our boy, uh, the quarterback for Detroit, he typically makes the throws to his first or second reads when he was in LA. So,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. So he's a, he doesn't like to hold on to the ball. He gets himself in trouble when he does. So the quicker reads mean less tight end play unless he makes that. So quarterbacks will will go through reads before the snap. So if his first read is a certain wide receiver and he sees the cornerback is lined up in a certain way, taking away a slant that they may have had as their first read, then that read is now gone. So if, if Goff can get a couple reads through pre-snap, before he gets the, the, you know, before he gets the ball in his hands, then yes, Hawkinson, I think could would have a good game. If he can't get through those pre-snap reads, then I just, again, I'm just, I'm, this is why I'm not high on Hawkinson this year. Look at every tight end that's ever played for LA. It's not like they haven't had guys that can run at least can catch a little bit. And they've had weeks where they've been good, but they're just not consistent. So for me, I have Hawkinson on the second tier and that's why.
2: No.
1: Goff is not playing for LA anymore. FYI. He's playing for Detroit, which is where different offense. Hawkinson is. Yeah. Um,
2: so the, the rest of that, so we kind of talked about the top shelf there. Again, the, the five uh, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Andrews, Pitts, all guys that we all agree on. Hawkinson. I got, hold on. I want to make Smith. another comment because
0: John said he's playing in Detroit, right? Different offense. How good have the tight ends been for Stafford? Like, how good was Hawkinson last year?
1: Different coaching staff in Detroit, too.
0: Oh, say, okay. I'm just saying, like, you know, you're looking at different players, different positions, different teams, etc. The The people at Detroit aren't all that different from what they were last year, other than the coaching and the quarterback. And now I'm going to get down. And, to the, wide, tall,
2: and but...
1: the wide receivers. and
2: Hawkinson had yeah. 100. Joe, last year, Hawkinson had 101 targets. Um, So he was one of, like, Five tight ends to break 100 targets, um, so that's really good with the Detroit offense. He was also the fifth best tight end in all of fantasy last season.
1: Yeah, and I, I think he, I think he could so, be on a lot of checkdowns. The first read's not there, pressure's coming. You have Hawkinson getting the short catches. I think that's where.
0: Each have that's our opinion. So far, what I know about our opinions is Joe was right. And the one I'm talking about is Cooper versus CeeDee Lamb. So, I'm just going to leave it at that. For a <laughs> yearly bet?
2: For, for a season-long bet Hey,
0: versus... is there a yearly bet on Hawkinson, too?
2: Yeah, he's a top six tight end, is what I've said. And you said no. And I said yes. No, we was... made a
0: bet on that. It was, wasn't it yeah. Hawkinson versus Pitts? No. Yeah, it's Hawkinson versus Pitts.
2: No, it's not. It's Hawkinson is a top six. Joey, I'm, I'm the keeper okay. of the board. I'm I'm looking at it
0: right now. Is there, There's something with we the have. Yeah. Have total have there's total points. I have
2: 185 team. points.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I have Hawkinson not
2: being in the top six. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I all got right. it. Is there anything else you want to say about moving tangs, on? Or should we move moving on to on. running backs?
2: No. Um, basically, we have all the same guys in that top, you know, top 10 ish. And then again, towards the end, I got Kaseki and Hooper. Um, we all have well, we all have uh, Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, John Who Smith, Dallas Goddard. Uh, the only difference is there with the with the last part of our tier. I got Kaseki and Hooper. You guys like Tanyan and Higby. Um yeah. but again nothing too much to to really look at. Um
1: one yeah, guy just I think does... the bottom of the bottom of the tight end is just kind of gets down to a coin flip of what matchup yeah, you like. It, it's a I, I don't think thing there's, and I don't think there's big separation for it No.
2: And it's a Hail Mary
1: guys like Juwan Johnson. You never know what New
2: or New Orleans is gonna do with their tight end position. Um, so that's a name at least to look out for. Um who knows what's gonna happen there. And then Jared Cook, um, he is a new Chargers. Tight end with uh Henry vacating that spot. They did use the tight end a, a fair amount in uh in LA for the Chargers there. Just another name to kind of keep an eye out on. All right, moving over to running backs here. Joe, who who do you like? Well,
0: there's one guy. Again, I think I've. I think for the most part, we're pretty consistent here as well. I think a lot of us have CMC, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Henry, Gibson, Taylor Chubb, and so on. Um, but the way it rounds out, I think, is a little bit different. And for me, one guy moved up that I don't think either of you have is Raheem Mostert um, for San Francisco. I have him in my top shelf. I have him as my running back eleven this week. Um, And I have James Robinson as my running back 12. I think, John, I saw you had James Robinson as well. Um, Bobby, I'm not sure on yours. So I'll just talk briefly on Raheem, why I have him up there. Again, we talk a lot about matchups, where teams play, et cetera, et cetera. I think with uh, San Francisco playing Detroit, quite simply put, they're going to win that game. I think they will run the ball a good bit during that game. Uh, And at this point in the season, I think, Raheem Mostert is going to get eighty percent of the carries. So yeah. Tracer, Tracerman will be in the game. He will play. He'll get some carries. You know, he could even snipe a, a touchdown off of Mostert. But I think Mostert is going to bulk of the carries. Let's say they run the ball thirty times, he's going to get twenty of them, um, if not twenty five of them. Uh, probably go for over hundred yards and a touchdown. Uh, and I think that that alone. Is absolutely top shelf worthy, and that's why I put him up there over a handful of other guys, including Zeke. I think John, you and I both had Zeke in the premium tier, but including Zeke um, and some other first round running backs that, or second round running backs that people have looked at, I got Raheem Mostert in the top tier, top shelf.
2: Yep. Um, that that was one of the slight variations there of yeah. Like you said, you have Mostert up there. I had James Robinson in that premium brand. Um, yeah, I
1: have I have Robinson as my running back seven. I think he, for the same reason, he's playing Houston. Yeah, I'm going to start, you know, if I'm four. Robinson, depending on when you have your draft, he could be your running back three or four based on where you drafted him. But I think based on the matchup he and based on Etienne going down, I think he's an easy must start.
0: Yeah, I think he's an easy top 12. I, I don't think there's a debate Yeah, on that. Sweet. I agree with you guys. I was afraid to move him up my list from 12 just because, you know, I, it's Jacksonville still, let's be real. Um, but I still think he's – I mean, there's he not was, much question there for me.
1: I mean, he was top five last year, and I think their offense has improved this year. Yeah.
0: he. Yeah. I, he, yeah. I, I, I think I, – honestly, this week I don't think – I think the top 12 to me are a lot clearer than they'll be throughout the season, because number one, it, it is the first week of the year, right? So we look at the first week, we look at matchups, and we kind of see who's playing who, that's what it's going to be some variants, because like some weeks Zeke will absolutely be in the top shelf in some weeks. So will guys like you know Chris Carson, if he has a good season, starts off hot with Seattle, he'll move into that potentially in that top shelf. David Montgomery, if we look in and we find out that he is that workhorse back that he was in the last year, he'll move up there. Guys like Damian Harris, who is kind of a question mark, is he really going to run that backfield? There's Ramondre Stevenson going to take some stuff. These are guys that could could week by week move into the top shelf, but I think week one, you take your, your basically your top seven or eight running backs, or really even nine or even ten running backs in the first X number of picks, with the exception yeah. of Zeke and you place him in the after that there's some right. variance but maybe one or two guys
2: yeah and and some of that again like you said is based off a matchup now given what you just said joe uh looking at your ranks on running backs you have saquon barkley as a non-starter this week yes you put him in the call brand you say he's you know he's the at best 25th quarterback or 25th running back Uh, so you would, if you only had two guys that you could start at that position, you are sitting Saquon Barkley. And I debated much of a risk, yeah. I debated
0: between him and Josh Jacobs for a minute, but then I thought, (laughs) I know you guys think this is an interesting way of looking at things, but I I decided to put Barkley there because uh, I like to have a Monday night football player. And Josh Jacobs was a Monday night football player. So he's very close for me. But I do – I think the risk that you take in starting Barkley um, isn't worth it. So I put him in the call
1: bucket. So you would rather start a rookie for Baltimore who, as of two weeks ago, was fourth on their depth chart over, you know, arguably the most talented running back in the league. Yes.
2: Yeah. Joe's it, crazy it, guys i don't think it's that i don't think it's that bold i really don't john john do you want to jump on that bet there tyson I, williams versus jay I'm not Berkeley. Do... <laughs> now <laughs>
1: I'm you not just saying if, if you you're just dumb just enough said... to make that bet i'll make it no that guys bet. you just okay, said
2: on. that you would rather start tyson williams over jay Barkley.
1: i'm not saying Berkeley. That
0: it's, i'm not saying that this is a convincing thing just like I was saying before, and I took the bet with you, Bobby, just to shut you up because I can't wait for Hurts to, to beat out Mahomes. I'm not taking a bet on this one because Barkley could dominate the whole game for all I know. But right. Well, I'm that's the whole if, thing. Yeah, if, so this I, is a
2: bold thing. The way I look for me. at it with Barkley is that going into the game, we will have a clear picture of what his usage is going to look like. Um, and we're doing you know, these
0: rankings on what day?
2: It's Thursday.
0: Okay. So we're going to have all clear... about what's the last information we've gotten on Barkley.
2: Barkley's going to play. Yeah, but oh, he's going to play, play. Have, but we're going to have a more clear picture of what that usage is more than likely going to look like. My thinking on it all is that he will get a workload that's going to be sufficient enough to at least put him in the top 24 for the week. My um, I think I had him at the end of my top shelf. Um, I can pull that up here, actually. No, but that, so that's my point. Like, so but, the only yeah. reason,
0: the only yeah. reason I have him where I have him is simple. He is not going to play a full week. He might get 12 carries. Now, he could turn See, those 12 I carries because he's that good. He's that good. He could turn 12 carries and do 120 yards and a touchdown. I don't. I just I'm not if I'm looking at starting players and putting them in rankings and so on and so forth, I have him at 25 for that reason. I just don't know. I, it, I'm not gonna. I mean, he very yeah. I could. I Guys, I could be wrong here, but this is why I have him where
2: I am. Yeah, no, I understand the reason why you have him there. I'm just saying your reasoning is incorrect. Yeah, I mean, they've, I, said, they've said that he's gonna have
0: he's gonna play, but is it yeah. work, his workload's not gonna be. They recently so, said they'll determine later, but there was a, like last week they're talking about him saying like, yeah, he's gonna play, but yeah. we don't
2: know how much. Sorry, I really if think he's playing. You don't. You how do you sit him if he's if he's playing?
1: I think this is another one where don't try to get too cute. Right, you're drafting Barkley in the first or second round. If he if he you know puts up a goose egg for you, you'll you can live with that. But if you sit him and he puts up twenty five points, but you're he's not. just gonna be kicking yourself.
0: But but he's not – even
2: if he plays in, in this week. It's like, look at his –
1: okay. You don't, don't think, know, you don't think don't he know. has upside of 25 points if he plays?
2: I don't know why the Giants would risk injury with – why give him the ball 12 times at all if there's any thought that he could potentially, you know, re-injure or there's any risk at all? That's if like saying going, why, why play a player play. – but that's like saying why
0: play a player in the preseason, not in the preseason, et cetera, et cetera so they, they, he's got to play he's going to play in at some point throughout the season but he's still coming off of a knee injury okay and it's not like the knee it's, it it's been documented all throughout the offseason that they're taking it slow with him i had pre rankings guys i had him a top 6 pick okay and i still do throughout the season and now you're
2: saying don't play him
0: no but that's not that's not fair
2: okay i, that's I what still you're saying. Do
0: ha- i'm saying him this week yeah. I don't, I, yes, this week, but he's still. He's just because I have him at running back number 25 this week doesn't mean that I think he's a bad player. I like, okay, let's talk a little bit about his matchup. So this also. week, you are saying so, that, yeah. So this week, yeah, I'm saying he could be a flex player in your lineup. Ugh. Okay, now with that being said, look, I mean, he's playing Denver, it's not like Denver's a terrible defense that the Giants are going to just run all over. It's not like the Giants have the best offensive line. It's not like Denver. Denver might win that game by 20 points. So even if they're not going to, I mean, he's just, I just don't think too much at him. His first week back, his first real time getting hit. I mean, he's hardly been hit in practices. He's just not, I'm right on this one. I'm pretty sure, but it doesn't matter. I have everybody that listens to our podcast knows why, <laughs> and that's all yeah. I care
2: about. Yeah, I hope that you have Saquon Barkley in a league. And I do have to put him on your bench.
0: I have him in a league, and he's in my guillotine on one of my guillotine teams. And right now, I have him, him? The flex, I have him in the flex position right now. Uh, I have Raheem Mostert risky. and Najee Harris. Yeah, and he's in flex. Okay. So, there you go. Now you have it. All right, should we go to wide receivers? We don't want to waste too much time here. And do any of you guys have bold predictions? Because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that had any of this stuff.
2: Yeah, mine were all – apparently mine were all preseason and not Cuckoo Bananas ones. I see
0: that I accidentally put Tyreek Hill twice, but the second one has Buffalo, so you guys know who that's supposed
2: to be. Yeah, you don't know who anybody plays for. Um, I'm trying to see if I have anyone that I want to just kind of highlight as a, as a running back. There isn't anyone that really sticks out. Um, Melvin Gordon's one that he'll probably get a little bit more run early on. Um, so he is a, a, de- a solid start. But Javante Williams will be involved in that offense there. Uh, But if you do have Melvin Gordon, I have him in that call brand towards towards the bottom there. But still is someone who could be a solid flex for you if you if you're looking between, you know, uh, and we'll get into the wide receivers here. But if you're looking between one of those kind of call or even well brand type uh, wide receivers, you know, Melvin Gordon is one that we all seem to have. Um, up in that call brand area. And so someone who you could easily flex at least early on in the season here. All right. Like you said, Joe moving over to wide receivers, Uh, John, let's see what you got going on here.
1: I mean, I think it's pretty, the the top, you know, six, seven guys are pretty standard going from, you know, Adams, Diggs, Hill, Ridley, um, I think our really our top you know, 14 guys are pretty similar. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know I have Robert Woods up in the top shelf tier. I might be dealing. only one. I think I'm I'm the only one who hasn't been top shelf, but we're all all pretty similar on um, yeah. where he is.
2: Yep. Uh, and so just. Uh, one one guy that does stand out. Joe, you keep standing out with these things. <laughs> it's Julio. You got I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I, didn't got, even, I didn't
1: even see that. You
2: got AJ Brown like in the middle of that premium team. <laughs> yep. like, what are you doing?
0: I'm making a statement.
2: God. <laughs> we, if we didn't have a season-long thing of A.J. Brown versus Julio Jones, I would throw another bet on there. But I am I, telling I just, you right I'm now, not do that.
0: I'm tell- I will not, throughout the entire season, I will not have ranked over Julio Jones.
1: Even if there's an injury, even if well, okay, shows. Okay. Not so even should. if there's <laughs> a fire.
0: Inj- injuring, injury being the only reason why He would be ranked over. Oh,
1: so you're backing down from your bold statement already? Come on! All right. No, I not even
0: like poor performance. So first of all, I think not doing good. I think first of all, I do think that Tennessee will be the highest scoring game of the week. That is my fully agree. I fully (laughs) agree
2: with you on that. You're smart for once.
0: Yep. Yep. And I think I think just like tonight. Now I was I was wrong on this week's ranking shelf. In C.D. Lamb versus Amari Cooper, because I think Cooper's had a better game based off what I've seen.
1: Okay, so far, that's so close. Far.
0: Yep. It, like, it, but anyway, so that that one I did have potentially wrong, but on my season long, I still have Cooper um, being the better player long long term season long. Um, but uh, but in this particular game, Tennessee versus Donut, I do see or foresee um and believe and i'll believe this all year long and i'd have to be proven wrong like four weeks in a row for me to change my mind if not even longer than that even after that i still think i'm probably gonna rank julio jones over aj brown as just as many times as i need to until i'm right at least once so yes i have julio jones and i do have him in the top shelf this week
2: The, the biggest difference that I see between all of our rankings um, within that premium tier is that I throw Deontay Johnson solidly within that second tier of players. So he's in that, you know, 14 to 18 range at, at the position there. Um, you guys have him as, Hey, maybe you can flex him. I love Deontay Johnson and I loved him in the, in the preseason as well. Um. He just he's a target monster and I don't see that ever I don't I don't see that changing, at least going into the start of the season. Now but they do have a tough matchup. No, not even matchup. the team.
0: Not even the team. The individual. Who's who is gonna line up across from Deontay Johnson all
2: week? Like I said, he they do have a tough matchup with Buffalo. No, don't Buffalo overall
0: as a defense isn't all that great. They're good-ish, but he has to go against Tre'Davious White, who is probably the best man-to-man corner in all of football.
2: Do we know that he's is White going to be on Johnson, or is White going to be on Juju? He's not going to be on a slot pool? guy. He's
0: not. Good. He typically is on a slot guy. He's take, typically taking the best outside receiver, which in Pittsburgh is Deontay Johnson.
2: And yeah, he's the best wide receiver in Pittsburgh. Thank you. Thanks for that compliment. <laughs> you agreed with That's
0: me. That's what. But um, I mean, they call. He could be a flex player. He could be a decent flex play. But you know, I just if he's going to be matched up, no, not every play. Typically, those guys don't get matched up every play. You know, etc. Unless it's like back in the old days where Xavier Rhodes would follow around, you know, Devonte Adams wherever he went. Um, so I don't think that. Buffalo does that against um, Pittsburgh, but seventy percent of the plays will be matched up against them. So I, I think that's where the the risk is. But that's just one example. I don't think he's a. It's not a bold statement to say he's going to be a potential premium player. He could. I mean, he's that's top. What was that twenty four wide receiver this week? Absolutely, I could see him in that in that range. I have him at twenty six, but I, that's not that much different.
1: Right. Yeah, I think a similar debate we can have for a different team is the Bengals receivers. I have Higgins as premium this week and Boyd in the call. Joe, I think you have Boyd as premium and Higgins in the call. Yeah, and Bobby, you have Higgins as call and Boyd as a well. Yeah.
2: So
0: we're, we're I've doing a lot of talking. I feel like on my on defending my. Well, I want you to defend yours.
2: Part of it is just who is actually going to be like, we know that there's going to be really good wide receivers um, or at least fantasy relevant wide receivers out of Cincinnati uh, just because they do pass a lot. And that's one thing that we harped on in the preseason as well. Um, I, I see Higgins as that better wide receiver. And so that's why I have him ranked higher than I do uh, Boyd. I just don't know exactly what this is going to look like, and that's part of that, you know, hedging the bets a little bit in terms of who's going to end up where. Um, I like Higgins a little bit more, but you never know; it could be Boyd, and who knows if uh, if Chase is going to be able to get his eyes adjusted to brown footballs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and I. <clears throat> I like Higgins more this week just because I think Boyd has a tougher matchup against the Vikings defense with, you know, Alexander, a really good slot defender, and then uh, Kendrick's helping him over the middle. So I think Higgins, I like all the Bengals receivers a lot going up against Minnesota because I think the Cincinnati won't be able to run and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Like they threw the ball a lot last year, and I think that, you know, Higgins has a better shot at getting more yardage and more touchdowns and Boyd Boyd might have more targets but I think Higgins will have more success.
0: I, and my my the reason for me putting him up John is the exact thing you just said. I think Boyd has more targets um and and by having more targets more opportunity in this particular case I do like him better. I think Higgins has a better chance of like a big play threat. But I do feel like the Vikings' defense is significantly better than where they were last year at this time, and I think with the this, the new corners and new defensive backs, and then this, I think it's gonna be tough to break a, a break a long passing play against the Vikings this year. Um, so in that particular case, that's why I put Boyd ahead of Higgins.
2: So good. Yeah. So. So a couple guys that we have kind of as those, hey, long shotter kind of guys. Um, Jerry Judy, we all like LaVisca Shenault and those uh, bigger tiers. Uh, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones is another one. And just one other guy to to keep an eye out for is Devonta Smith. Joe already kind of touched on um, why he likes Philadelphia, and especially given the situation that they're going into against uh, really, at, at least from Joe's perspective, really bad um, Atlanta defense. So someone that can really pop off in week one. um, And finally, someone that maybe Philadelphia can be excited about having at a wide receiver position since they uh, had missed out um, when they just totally whiffed by passing over Justin Jefferson.
0: Well, they still got Jalen Regar. Rigar, oh, I think I said his name right. Rieger. Uh, Rieger. Rieger. They still got right. him. He's there.
2: Rieger. Yeah. <laughs> He's okay.
0: All right, good. Well, I, any, any last comments? Obviously, this wraps up our rankings for the week. Any last comments before we
2: move on to the next? No, you can always uh, tell us how good or bad we are at uh, Football OTR at gmail send us your comments let us know what's going on and then what you guys want to see we'll be posting uh some of this stuff on social media as well in terms of what our rankings look like so everyone can get a better sense of what what it is that we're saying and kind of follow along as we are commenting on these different players and where you can see where everyone has their guys and such yeah good john anything else from you
0: I think that I should cover it, Joe. Uh, I enjoyed it tonight, and uh, hopefully you did as well. We'll see you all next week.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Bye.